welcome to another mashup between the In The Money Players podcast and what I was calling the Santa Anita preview show. But I like this uh, I like this uh, first look seminar branding that, that we have on here now. That's, uh, that's pretty snappy. We'll start with the guys on the other side of the screen. If you're watching this along on YouTube, if you're listening, um, you can also check out the video version if you're game and leave us a comment on the YouTube video who your single is, who your uh, best bet is for these uh, six pick six races with the mandatory payout on Saturday. I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel, and we'll bring in now from uh, the first look seminar, uh, Jeff Chappie Chapman, who absolutely crushed it on the opening day seminar. Tough act. You, you yourself is a tough act to follow, Chappie. Are you up for it? <laughs> yeah, I know. Duke and I were rolling the last time, and uh, I did quite well that day, so we've all got a lot to live up to, myself included. So I've been doing a lot of work, uh, replay work, JK, you you don't look too excited there. Come on, buddy. Let, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. I'm, I'm ready to roll. He doesn't get excited <laughs> until he gets introduced. Yeah, I just, I just, I just sit back and relax a little bit, but uh, just listen to the to the the sweet tones of your voice. <laughs> now the, the next man actually made a quick cameo on our opening day podcast but we, we weren't able to get him then due to some technical issues but he's with us today he's looking in a fine fettle a star of stage and screen and most importantly racetrack george o how are you george it is a pleasure to be on the show uh sorry i missed the last one but i'm part of this i got my chismosa hat on nice that uh, undefeated philly from the rafael de leon barn and she flipped and Kind of got hurt, but uh, I talked to Rafa. He, she's on the way back on the comeback trail. So we love to see, you know, we need superstars in this sport. So uh, the the more, like, undefeated, wonderful horses we can get. And so I'm looking for Chismosa, which means uh, uh, somebody who likes to gossip. And we love to gossip on this show. So this is going to be a great show. That's the perfect lead-in to our, our, our next guest, who's always, oh, man. who's always spilling the tea over <laughs> on the In The Money Media Network. You already know it because Chappie uh, let the cat out of the bag. He's the people's champion. He's Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK? I don't, I don't, I don't do much rumors. I don't think. Maybe, I did start a rumor about Chappie one time, but it didn't really, it didn't come, it didn't come all the way to fruition. But uh, it's good to be with everybody. Very excited to tackle the sequence. We're we're estimating about three million in the pool for this pick six. It starts off at five o'clock. On Saturday, 5 o'clock Eastern, so 2 o'clock local. I should be using the Pacific times on this show, I realize, but we could just use both. We've got three-year-old Calbred maiden claimers at the $50,000 level. We're going six furlongs. JK, let's start with you. Who do you like in this one? Yeah, I mean, these are one of those tough spots to get started in, right? Because um, the, the horses that are going to take the most money um, and the horses that are going to both be favored in here stay in the game, the four and the six. King Zog are both like, you know, combined. They're 0 for 15. They have speed figures that make you think they can win, but nothing they've really done on the racetrack gives you a lot of confidence that that's going to happen. So you kind of get forced to make a decision when you're looking at your pick six is do you, do you just kind of go too deep here? But then what do you do about the other horses that are in this spot? Um, the, the first time starters, uh, so on and so forth. I'm going to go with the idea that the four and the six are going to get beat again. Um, and I'm going to try to look for some other options. I'm going to take a look at some workout reports on Saturday morning. If I can get involved with some of the first time starters, hopefully they've shown a little bit of ability. The, the horse on the inside, I think is interesting who took a little bit of money on debut. You'd like to think that horse will take another step forward. And I never get upset in kind of a lower level race, seeing Edwin Maldonado because he's so aggressive getting horses out of the gate 
and, and, and he can get horses forward. And a lot of times that's the difference between a maiden claimer and a maiden special weight to me is that kind of desire to win. So I'll, I'll be spreading in this first leg. I got some stronger opinions as we get a little bit further, but I'm going to try to cover as many of my, uh, of my opportunities to beat those top two in here as possible. All right. Makes sense. It's one approach um, and we'll see how it works out. George, let's bring you in for your thoughts on this one. Do you like either of those two at the top of the market or like JK, are you reaching for something a little bit further down? Well, later on, you know, I, I, just like JK, I, I echo his sentiments. Uh, there's some runners that I really like. This race, uh, third graph wise, they all got the same numbers. I mean, it's such a competitive race. And then you got a couple of runners in here, like he mentioned, like stay in the game and King Zod, who is already trying to show that he's got seconditis and he's going to be tough to, to get out of that habit of coming in second. And interesting name, King Zod was the king of Albania right before uh, World War II. And he's got the record for the most assassination attempts. They tried <laughs> to assassinate him 55 times. Like 55! At one point, uh, they somebody tried to shoot him and he pulled out a gun and shot back at him, which, you know, you don't see, I can't see Trump doing that or or Biden doing that. But this guy was a bad, uh, bad guy. But the, uh, the, he, he tried to, they tried to beat him many times. I'm going to try to beat King Zog here today. Uh, I like Big Drinker. One start, kind of you know, the same race that King Zog, even though King Zog beat him, he broke slowly. It was his first race. He's got those, you know, those debut jitters out of the way. He's certainly one I'm going to be using. Maybe Soul of Midnight, a first-time starter. One of the strongest angles in, is straight maiden droppers, and we've got that in the seven. He hasn't shown that, you know, much ability uh, except for that one race at Los Al. But uh, I've seen straight maiden droppers pop up uh, first time into maiden claiming and win at big prices. So I'm going to try to use as many as I can, just like J.K. 54 assassination attempts. J.K., that's more <laughs> than your character has been assassinated on Twitter. <laughs> at least this morning yeah well, me, me, me and that guy are the same they can't get me especially from their mom's basement <laughs> right, chappy will we make it a chorus for three people against the top two in the market here or can you separate those and, and want to get stuck into one of them 100 i'm with the other two the, the the four and the six stay in the game of king zog to me look like just what jk said you know, they both have some speed. They kind of look like career maidens. Eventually, they're going to get the job done, and, and it could be tomorrow against this field, but um, you can make a case for almost everybody in, in the field. I, I thought the, the, the one horse J.K. had mentioned kind of changed leads late in his debut, should move forward. I always liked Dean Pedersen on the two horse. There were no works on XBTV, so nothing I can go by. Um you know, big drinker should improve second time out. The only the only horse I did not like on works visually was the five Uncle Walt. Uh, was soundly unbeaten by another unraced horse. I guess we don't know the the talent of that unraced horse uh, named Timely Luck, by the way. And then, like George said, the outside horse that's the dropper with speed and it's got a nice outside post and faces a suspect field. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be close to using the all button to start, just like the other two here. One, hey, two, Pete. Three, seven, pre preference for one, two, three, seven, though, over the favorites. It sounds yeah. like you, Chappie. What's up, JK? This this joke should be okay since this is California, but uh, <laughs> as far as as far as stay in the game, you know, if you lose nine times in a row, just show back up for the 10th and the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
Hey. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh, it's it's on, an ongoing. You want to talk about an ongoing saga? All right, Santa Anita race number six. We've got uh, we've got stakes action here in the Sunshine Millions uh, Philly and Mare Turf Sprint. Uh, we are down the hill. We've got a field of nine. Chappie, we're going to let you start this one off. All right. Well, once again, I the, it, this race goes through the three Alice Marble. Um, it was four for five at Santa Anita. Was his second off of a long layoff. Um, has run well down the hill before. Actually ran second to Legs Galore down the hill when Legs Galore was actually Legs Galore back in early last year. Um, Pratt jumps aboard. The horse is ultra consistent and uh, it might be a tad better on dirt, but I think this horse is tactical speed, everything else you can say. If you don't use that horse, you could make a case for quite a few others. You know, Big Summer was very impressive on October 7th down the hill. I don't love the rail draw, but uh, ran very well. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the the two La Demois This was one of our big winners on opening day, Chad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. Frank's call 8,000 times. La Frank, Yeah. Oh, that's right. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, sure. Detroit got that horse to show much more speed the last time out. Um, you know, Eddie's new dream, Taming the Tigress. It kind of goes on and on. Uh, but Alice Marble is my top pick. I'll have some prices later on. All right, that makes sense. I'll list those others you mentioned as sort of backup types, but a lone A for you, it sounds like an Alice Marble, a horse who certainly goes with a very big chance. George, how about you? Is that how you see it? You know, I, I also thought this was a rather uh, competitive race, but that's what's going to make this pick six, which is the reason we're doing the show, so exciting. It's uh, it's obviously the, the best day to ever play one of these rainbow pick sixes, uh, obviously on a day like Cal Cup Day, where it's a mandatory payout. And that pool is expected to reach like $3 million because we got some wonderful races along the way. And this one is very competitive. Alice Marble, obviously the race goes through Alice Marble, uh, trained by the Sultan of Saad, Phil D'Amato. But uh, there's some other ones in there that are really sharp. Eddie's New Dream, super overmatched she was in the matriarch. That's a grade one. She wasn't going to compete with those, but she comes back to a level where she does very, very well. She's got excellent thoroughbred numbers. I think she's going to do well. Taming the Tigress is another one. I respect Lee uh, Barosio, uh, Barosio a lot. He claimed this one. Ran great in the Betty Grable. Certainly has got a lot of speed. And so I, you know, I, I might use those three maybe more if my uh, ticket can, uh, you know, my pocketbook can can afford it. But, uh, I, you know, I don't think it's a one-horse race. I don't think it's just Alice Marble. I think uh, you also got uh, to use the other two as well. We'll put in a quick plug before we get to JK's thoughts for the shows we did over on the In The Money Media Network. They're not quite posted as of this minute, but they will be soon for both the Saturday and Sunday coast-to-coast -coast pick six bets, combining some of the best races from Gulfstream and Santanita. You can check those out and get our thoughts on all 10 of those races for Saturday and Sunday. But this race doing double duty as part of this mandatory pick six carryover as well. JK, I imagine your approach will be similar to uh, the uh, to, to what it was in the coast to coast. What are your numbers for uh, for this race here? Yeah, we went into pretty pretty good detail uh, about this these two runners. I like in here the two and the three. I'll start with the three Alice Marble. I, I typically try to fade horses that are coming out of five furlong turf sprints, whether or five and a half when they're going down the hill. 
I think there's this assumption that all turf sprints are created equal, and that's just not the case. Uh, the six and a half plays a lot more like a mile and, and more of a stamina test. But the problem is, is that Alice Marble, not the problem, I guess the good thing is Alice Marble has run well down the hill. She's run well going a mile. I think her five furlong race was a prep, and I think she's going to take another step forward here, and I think she could be tough to beat. But I got to have the two as well for Doug O'Neill, uh, another horse that seems to really like the downhill. You got Frankie last time, and we talked about it on that uh, on that coast to coast show that we did. I think Frankie has unique experience in handling all the different configurations of European uh, turf courses, left, right, up, down. I think that he really understands uh, the dynamics of what it is down the hill. You start to the left, start to the right, you're up, you're down, you're crossing the dirt. And I think that that really gives him a big advantage. All I need in this spot are the two and the three. Next up, we have the Cal Cup Derby, which goes as race number seven for obviously these three-year-old Calbreds. 200,000 in the pot, a mile and a 16th. Let's keep this merry-go-round turning mm -hmm. in the same direction. Chappie, we'll bring it right back to you. All right. Well, uh, give or not a taker is going to take a lot of play here. Uh, some of these come out of the a common race, quite a few of them actually, which was a very odd race last time out where the, the horse on the lead lost the jockey. Horse was fine, didn't fall, nothing happened, but kind of uh, messed up the, the, the race. And I think the, the horse that took the worst of that was on the outside, Geezer, um, who was going long for the first time, who was on a three horse win or three race win streak and was steady rank start to till about the half mile pole. Then the horse fell. And uh, this horse just had all kinds of trouble. I, I get it that Peter Miller has two in here. So geezer probably is going to show speed, especially from that outside box. You know, and, and Thirsty John, let's face it, with Hernandez going from a four and a half furlong race to a, to a route, is going to show speed. So that's the the dilemma I'm in here is can this horse sit off of Thirsty John? But but I, I think this horse can and can relax, and that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna take Geezer on top at a nice square price at five to one to uh, beat a couple of the favorites, which would be Passarondo and Giver, not a taker. I like it. It's a it's a bold pick on the stretch out there for Geezer, but I can see that trip that you're describing materialize quite nicely. George, how about you? Who are you with in the Cal Cup Derby? So I have a single in this race. This is my single in the pick uh, six. And you know what's cool is that um, under the guise of being a uh, a reporter, and I'm going to be on a on a on a show. And we're going to talk about horse racing. Uh, I get to talk to trainers under that guise when really I'm just a degenerate gambler and I want information for me personally. And so I went up to 85-year-old, uh, old geezer, uh, Hector Palma, who was with my best friend, uh, uh, Vince Gregory, who's 90. So I, I, I'm surrounded by these old geezers and I'm talking about geezer. And let me tell you what. I got nothing but wonderful information that is, you know, really uh, solidified my thought that this is a single. First time going long, as Chappie said, uh, was that last race. He stumbled badly at the start of the race. There's no question about it. That took him out of his game. He had to rush up. Then the horse in front of him, like you said, fell. Uh, no, he didn't fall. The jockey fell. Like inexplicably, just fell off the horse. And uh, of all the runners in the race, I think it affected Geezer the most. Plus, Hector said, I don't know what my jockey uh, was thinking when he worked this horse on December 10th, but he worked 
in 104 and one. He's like, what was he thinking? It was a terrible work. Since that race, I put in a nice work into him. Uh, I love him, George. And he's got another one in this race. So I love the fact. Second time, he got a little tired. Uh, Hector said he got some cuts on his feet. Uh, everything is, is you know, uh, 100%. All systems go. I'm singling Geezer uh, in my pick six. Two votes for Geezer in the Cal Cup Derby, JK. Will you uh, will you be singing from the same hymn book as well? We know this is tricky because it, you know, it's a it's a it's a seven horse field, and, and a lot of times in those situations, you want to try to narrow down a little bit. You know, tickets can get expensive, but I, I got to spread in here for a couple of reasons. There's a lot of unknowns, um, and 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 I'm gonna use uh, I'm gonna use the 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 four give or not a taker as an A. I'm gonna use the seven geezer as an A. Those are the t- two horses where give or not a taker. We know what he is. There's not a lot to talk about there. Geezer, this horse ran really well sprinting, and and the fact that they bring back bring this horse back to try going long again, plus the information that George just shared. It, it makes me feel like something went wrong that day. They still believe this horse will go longer. So I want to make sure I have both of those as a horses. the two Passarando or Rondo, you know, it's hard to judge uh, what happens on synthetic, but from a speed figure standpoint, this horse fits. If this horse can kind of match that, that, that synthetic speed figure to the dirt, it's definitely capable and has proven that they can handle the distance. And then the one thirsty John, just an ambitious spot for Peter Miller, a, a horse that showed a bunch of speed going four and a half. I got fast pace figures that day. And to me, pace figures are an indication of talent. Will this horse go a mile in a 16th? I have no idea. And if you say, you know, you don't know either, but we do know the horse is fast. And that's the first start. Being fast is the first start to getting your picture taken. I want to use Thirsty John as a B as well. So I'll use the one and two as Bs, the four and the seven as As. Race number eight, the penultimate race in the sequence, the Leanne Howard Cal Cup Oaks for these three-year-old Calbred fillies going a mile on the turf with 200 in the pot. JK, we'll keep it with you. Yeah, we talked about this one a lot as well. Um, Carol Lombard, I'll, I'll definitely use um, down on the inside. I like tactical horses inside on the turf they can get in and out of spots i like them even more in california because the the paces are a little bit more true in california than you might see on the east coast uh, and so these horses can save ground but they also have room to get out of those spots and when you have a horse that's tactical that's just another weapon they have to get out of those kind of tight spots on the inside but they'll be able to save ground and then uh towards the outside the the uh, the eight sell the dream is another one that I'll use. Just a consistent horse shows up in these turf stakes and always just kind of runs, runs similar speed figures. And then you get the, you get Flavian Pratt, the the best rider on the West coast. George, let's bring you back in for your, your thought on this one. Are you, you seeing those horses JK mentioned, or you have somebody else you want to nominate for consideration? Well, I mean, you know, I, I certainly like the, uh, my top two are the two outside runners. You got a, a runner in cast member who's undefeated, uh, certainly, uh, should handle the, uh, the turf. Okay. Bread. Okay. Uh, the other Munnings, both of them, uh, uh, Munnings, uh, is sell the dream. Uh, you got pride aboard ran really good in the Jimmy Durante. I thought, uh, is, is really improving on the grass. I think grass is what uh, she wants and she gets the best grass rider, you know, I think in the country in Pratt. So, uh, I like those two on the outside, probably, uh, can use only those two. Carol Lombard scares me a little bit, trained by the Sultan Assad, but uh, I'm going to concentrate on uh, the eight and the nine. 
outside numbers for George. Chappie, how about you? Where will your uh, dollars be going in this Cal Cup, Oaks? Well, like J.K. said, you know, the horse to beat clearly is sell the dream. Pratt is aboard. That's a big jockey upgrade. This horse is tactical. You know, ran second to Comanche Country, who is a graded stakes winner. Ran in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies Turf. Uh, cast member is very talented. Hasn't tried grass yet. Should like the grass. Uh, those are kind of the two horses to beat. What I will probably normally I do two tickets. One of my tickets I will single Carol Lombard in here. Um, I think eight to eight to one is a great price. I agree hundred percent with J.K. This horse is tactical. If you go back and watch that race, um, one very easily looked like it had plenty left in the tank and I think can make a big step forward. And sometimes you got to separate yourselves from the other uh, people. So, you know, I, 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 to me, it's one, eight, nine, but at least it may graze my heart at one good race, breaking the maiden, which showed a good turn of foot uh, on October 23rd could use that in my backup ticket, but one of my, my main ticket, I will probably take a stand here in single Carol Lombard. You know, I absolutely lied to the audience when I said that was the penultimate race. That was the, uh, the anti-penultimate race. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the second, the last race. I forgot we're running 10 on this loaded Cal cup day card and race number nine, the actual penultimate race is a Cal bread allowance and Chappie, We're going to keep it with you for your thoughts on this uh, field of eight going a mile. All right, I'm not going to get too fancy here. The, the, we all have races we like. Uh, for whatever reason, the the route mile on the dirt is not my favorite of uh, races I like. I'm, I'm going to stick to the outside. I'm not going to get too fancy here with Layla's Candy. Uh, tried it has improved last three times when I added blinkers. Last time it tried routing for the first time. The problem was is the horse was about 10 wide into the first turn, and that that caused, you know, it ran on okay after that, but that really hurt the horse's chances. Came back on December 24th, worked real well with a horse named Hero Status, who's talented. Um, I watched that on XBTV, and I think the race goes through Layla's candy. That will probably be my other ticket single, and if not, I'll spread in here. Do you want to nominate any runners that would be backups for your spread ticket? Um, no, probably the all button would be my spread ticket other than that. So I don't, I don't have a, a strong opinion other than that after watching some, some replays, you know, I don't, I don't like, I, I know cash flow is going to get some play. It's Peter Miller, speed Pratt, but it's never gone two turns. So I don't know what to expect there. Yeah. I mean, and I have no problem with that on a ticket getting very spready in a, in a place where, as you say, historically isn't a place where you've done well taking stands. It makes sense to me from a ticket construction point of view. George, how about you? Are you uh, with Chappie and Leia's Candy in this spot? No, I mean, I'm using an angle that uh, has been a proven angle for me, a proven angle for me. I like all but one. And it's been a proven losing angle for me, a proven losing angle. How many times have we gone all but one? And I look at this race, and I'm like, I like everybody in the race except number two, Mr. T's Thirsty. So I'm going to use all but one. Guaranteed <laughs> formula for disaster. So I, uh, I'm going to use as many as I can. The four is scratch, bottle of smoke. So there's only seven. So, uh, you know, my man, it would not be too expensive to uh, go with the all button. 
what I'm definitely using, if I had to, to narrow it down, is uh, no longer a hobby. I like no longer a hobby quite a lot. Uh, Reed Saldana, uh, you know, ran this one the last couple of times, sprinting. He's going to have some sharp speed. He's going to get out there. I think it's the speed of the speed. Uh, Layla's candy obviously looks sharp, but they all got some really good thoroughbred numbers. All but one. What a great angle. Great. Hey, Ken, I know you're a huge fan of that, uh, the, the, <laughs> the all but one angle as well. Who are you going to use for your pick six, though, here, Jonathan? Nah, I think me and George are going to start our own, uh, start a new podcast. Just him and I called All But One. And basically, <laughs> it's just going to be a podcast where we go through every race and we just pick the one horse we don't want and we see how long we can go until we actually get snapped. <laughs> I give you a week. That's pretty good, idea. All But One. Kind of a great idea coming um, soon. To... It, yeah, and then, <laughs> then Chappie and I will do a podcast called Two Twenties and a Ten, which is the anti fifty dollar bill podcast. <laughs> um, the, the eight Leia's candy looks tough in here, uh, but it, it's one of those situations where you know you had that big race three back, and there's just been this steady decline. Now you're coming off a break, so I don't necessarily trust. I like the draw, I like all those things, but there is two horses in here that they have something that I like. The one and the seven, the one I know cash flow and the seven holiday arousal who are horses that are stretching out. But what they've shown in their in their previous race going shorter is if you look at pace figures, they're based on the same kind of scale as a speed figure. So if you look at an early pace figure, let's just say it's an 80. And then there's a middle pace figure that's like an 80 and a final figure that's about an 80. I call that kind of an even looking line. And when you see an even line like that sprinting it usually suggests that a horse will be able to stretch out. Because if you think about the science behind it, they're basically going the same speed all the way around there. And they're not going too fast early. They're still finishing the race. They're finishing in the middle and they're running a fast final time. Those horses typically stretch out. The ones that don't stretch out are the ones that go 90 early and then they slow to a 75 or horses that go, you know, 40 early and finish with an 85. It's because they're only running for part of the race. The one and the seven, and they're both of their last starts, ran the entire time. I think that they're very capable of beating the outside horse if the outside horse doesn't show up. All right. I, I think that's an interesting point about uh, both the one and the seven being able to stretch out. I love those kind of pace figure angles there. So one, you know, seven, and eight for JK. Go, go you on. Know, real quick, uh, George is giving uh, people who murdered people and then all these names by everything. JK's going Johnny scientific on me. I, I, I'm, I'm very vanilla. I got to come up with something clever the next time. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Well, you're not going to, you're not going to have much time to wait chap. Because I'm going to ask you a key question about this unusual heat turf classic stakes that we have up next for the, the four and up Calbreds going a mile and an eighth on the turf. I, we need to know, and we'll forgive any lack of creativity elsewhere on the show, if you can tell us, how are we going to get paid? All right. Are you with me? Yeah. Well, let, let's look at the science behind this. No, no. Actually. <laughs> I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go four deep here. At the, the, two, the two obvious ones, the rail and the outside, or the eight. Carmelita's man, the old pro, always shows up. You know, uh, ran against Air Force Red last time, one of my favorite horses. Alligato is third off the lay. This horse has talent. Pratt jumps aboard. I'm going to use those two. The, the two semi-prices I'm going to use are the four Koalinga Road 
I think uh, Johnny V, who got to know this horse a little bit, comes back. This horse has ran sneaky good when it runs on the turf, if you go back and watch the replays, and has had some questionable rides where I think Johnny V might get this horse involved a little earlier, be mid-pack instead of way back. And the other horse I'm going to use is the five Kings River Knight. Giant uh, jock switch here to Frankie DeTori. This horse is three for three on the turf, can be on the lead, can sit mid-pack, came from far back before, uh, very tactical, comes from uh, up north. Andy Mathis doing great things. So I, I'm, I'm one, four, five, eight all day long, and I can't split those four. Those, I'm going to end with those four. Fair enough. Fair enough, Chappie. I think that's uh, that's an approach that might just pay some dividends here in this mandatory payout pick six. George, how about you? What numbers to close it out? I'm not using any of Chappie's runners. So We're going head to head. Going head to head. Hopefully, they'll all be lemons. Hopefully, they'll be lemons. <laughs> I got props here. I got like props. And uh, so... I'm, I'm going to use only two runners, and I know it's kind of crazy, but you, you have to try to find separators. And if you go through, you know, one, one of the things I swear by is the thoroughgraph numbers. If you go by the thoroughgraph numbers, they're very, very similar. Every single one of these is very similar in thoroughgraph numbers. So I'm using two horses, the two Doc Adams, who's looking for one for the thumb, right? He's won four in a row, looking for one for the thumb, and I don't see why not. His dirt races were fast. Grass races were fast. Uh, you know, Vasquez is an excellent, excellent jockey. He's beat some good ones. Uh, I, great price. We're going to get six to one. I like Doc Adams. The, the, the numbers back me up. And overall, the best thoroughgraph numbers in the race consistently, race after race after race, actually belong to number six, Bang for Your Buck. Bang for Your Buck's got some strong thoroughgraph numbers that are just hard to ignore. Certainly that last race, you got to be willing to draw a line through it. But the previous races, he's been right there. Almost beat Carmelita's man. You know, he's been running against some some really sharp, sharp runners. A lot of uh, italics in his PPs, horses that have come back and won. So I, I, I love the uh, the price, obviously, 15 to 1. I love the numbers. Uh, those are the two I'm going to be using, the two and the six, uh, to end up and, and try to separate myself in the pick six. At 15 to 1, I could see some bang for your buck indeed yeah. with that runner. There's some races that are right there. Has the, the kind of horse that might just be able to step up and win a turf grab bag at some point at a big number. JK, we'll give you the last word. Who is going to win the 10th race at Santa Anita on Saturday? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> there's, your well, the thing about it is these horses have combined run over – I don't know. I did some soft math over 125 times. Only two of them have won twice. Two of them have won over, over at a mile and eight. So, you know, I think the biggest question about this race is who's going to appreciate the distance. And there's not a lot that you can necessarily trust. The one horse I know for sure is going to get the distance is the eight Carmelita's man who yep. won going 11 furlongs, but is also one of the two horses that has one going nine furlongs. So, when they all turn for home, the only one who's not in question is Carmelita's man. The other thing about Carmelita's man is if you look at past performance, you look at the speed figures, you know, he's probably the fastest horse anyways. So I'm going to get the fastest horse who I know wants to go the distance with a good rider. I'm going to single the eight as an A horse, and then I will do a all B ticket. So I'll, I'll use all the other ones as Bs 
but I'm going to single the eight Carmelitas man as a single A. And with the 20 cent denomination, that ticket isn't as expensive as your brain might think it is based on some of the other opinions on the other legs. Good stuff, team. I, I'm feeling very good about taking some shots here. I think we had some interesting ideas on ticket construction as well. Anybody have any uh, any final thoughts, anything else we want to talk about before we get out of here? George, I always know you're up on all the, the promotions and things going on out at Santa Anita. I know we've got the free contest that In the Money are helping uh, present this weekend, the Showviver and the uh, as well as the 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 the, the pick'em. The Pick'em, that's what it's called, that combines the sports props on on an interesting NFL Sunday. Anything else cooking that folks should know about? No, it's just, uh, you know, we we started the meet so spectacularly. It really, opening day was, I mean, I looked down and saw that ocean of people. It was just unbelievable. Monday, uh, dollar day that just passed. Also, the fans were here. They're coming out. COVID, see ya. COVID <laughs> is leaving, baby. And they're coming. They're supporting. They're loving the races. I love the feeling at the track. We got great promotions. Prop to Chappie, who comes up with all the uh, Pick'em uh, props. So he does oh, a fine job there. No question about it. And that's worth like, what, $18,000? You win 500 bucks every week. We got a lot of great promotions. You go to SantaAnita.com and check them out. You know what I want? I wanted for Christmas that I didn't get? A wonderful JK shirt. Those shirts are just fantastic. I love them. I never get a chance to say them. Every time I see them, I go, man. We might not brilliant. trying to get free swag right now. No, Come on. I really am not. <laughs> I just want to say that they're brilliant. <laughs> Chappie, how's the weather been? This is the elephant in the room we haven't talked about till now. I, you know, we've been optimists and talked about this as if turf was not in doubt. And I, and I think it should be okay from what I've seen in the weather, but but what are you hearing? All right. Well, you know, we're all wimps in California. So if it, you know, if it rains three <laughs> drops, no one wants to go outside. And and it rained so much the last couple of days that yesterday morning I was actually starting to gather two, uh, two of every animal. I thought I was going <laughs> to reenact Noah's Ark. <laughs> but it, it, it stopped around four o'clock yesterday afternoon. I woke up bright and early because I was fired up. I JK's so worried he's got a life vest on and he's, he's, he's not even here. But it's, there's not a cloud in the sky. We're all good. So I think by tomorrow we should be fine with the, you know, it's a little chilly. So we got some wind. We're going to dry it out. I think everything should be a go tomorrow. JK, we mentioned on the other show, we did our deep dive into why we like this cross-country bet so much in addition to the mandatory payout we've been talking about here on this show. Maybe give the 30-second version for folks that might not be uh, so familiar with why this coast-to-coast -coast pick five is so player-friendly that we talked about on some other podcasts on the In The Money Network. Yeah, I'm, I got a lot of stuff to get out in about 45 seconds. First of all, it's a little bit cold here in Texas, so I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to stay warm. Second of all, Chappie uh, has my cell phone number. George, you and Chappie go to the website, the oldsmoke.com slash JK. You pick the two shirts you want, sizes, I'll send them to you. Don't worry about that. As far as the, is the is this wager, I love the dollar minimum. It's, it's the average player's best chance of competing against the, the, the computers. They don't like cross-country wagers. They don't spend as much time and energy into those, and it's harder for them to get efficient in there. It's actually more value for you than than even a 20 cent wager would be because they can cover all of those combinations very efficiently. The second part about it is, is that you get these 
you, you get great racing. We all know it. It's true whether you work at Santa Anita or at Naira or at Gulfstream. Those $16,000 claiming races in the middle of these sequences can sometimes be frustrating. I prefer to have the higher level racing in one wager. It's more, it's more formful. So that's one of the reasons I love it so much. Um, you combine two great racetracks and, and, and uh, some good racing. Good stuff. All right. We've, we've been through, we got through the business. We got through the handicapping. Love doing the shows with you guys. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Um, we'll just, I'll just give the thank yous. Thanks, Chappie. Thanks, Giorgio. Thanks, JK. I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos. Thanks, you guys.